Hey there, Juan Morales here, and in today's episode of Smart Distinctions, we're going to talk about finding people with money, okay? Most of my clients, and probably you, are constantly looking for players with money, people that have the money, that want to work with you, that want to be a part of your business, that need your help, right? And you're looking for these people that have the funds and they have the funding to move forward in whatever it is that you serve them with, Okay? But the number one issue that I get from my students is that they're getting people that have no money. So that's the first thing that comes in. So there's a couple of things that I wanted to bring up today to kind of enlighten you a little bit about how this whole thing works and how you can get to that next level by knowing these things, right? So the first thing is you have to know who you're targeting, right? It can't be that you're basically targeting everybody and there's no qualifications or there's no set number of parameters that you go through when you're talking to a specific set of people. And if you remember, in a previous episode, we talked about selecting the target. And the first thing with the target was selecting the problem, right? Which is a problem that a lot of people can have. And then you select the people, which is a slice of the people that have that problem, right? Because there's other people in other occupations, in other fields, in other economic situations, in other conditions that also have that problem, but that's not who your program or your thing is tailored to help, okay? So, if you focus on that from the get-go to figure that you're going to work with, you know, people that, let's say, using the, the dollars metric, right? Let's say these people make over a half a million dollars a year, okay? A half a million to five million dollars a year, okay? That's the people you're going for. So, because you're going for them, you have to think like they think, right? You can't think like everybody else in the market. You can't call out the problem and just expect them to show up as a percentage. I mean, this is what most people do, right? Most people will go out there, put a number out there, and it's like, hey, you want to get high-paying clients? And they know that 90% of the people that are going to click on that are not going to be the right fit. But they also know that, you know, 5 to 10% of the people will be, right? So they're banking on that 5 to 10% of people to show up and then eventually buy from them. But the real problem that shows up is that when you've selected that bubble of people that you're going to work with, you want to look for the problems that show up for them that don't show up for anybody else, okay? It's a problem that they have that does not show up unless they have that money, unless they have those qualifications, Okay, and there's many, many ways of looking at it, but the best way that I know of to look at all this stuff, right, is to think of all the situations and all the scenarios and all the complaints that people can have in your business, right? And you write them out, and this is useful to do across the board. This is something you want to do no matter what, right? You want to write all the complaints that these people may have about their business. If they were sitting in front of a bartender and the bartender is like, hey, buddy, how's the business going? This is what they would say, right? They would start talking about it. Oh, it's too hard. You know, clients, converting clients is this, right? Just go into the whole sob story of it, okay? Now, you want to write them in a way where when you write them on the page, you're putting one complaint per line, okay? Every single complaint goes in a separate line. And if you have a complaint that's too long, then just, you know, make it into like a little paragraph and you keep going. But here's what I want you to do with that, right? Imagine that that page 
And as a matter of fact, I forgot a step, but the, the point is you want to put two columns in that page, right? On the left-hand side column, I want you to write down all the complaints and all the things that they think about, talk about, complain about, all of it, okay? Then on the right, what I want you to think about is, does this happen solely to my target market? Or does this happen more frequently within my target market than outside of it? Okay? And what you're going to start noticing is that you look at those complaints and what you're looking at is whether that complaint happens generally or that complaint happens specifically to the people that you're talking about. Okay? Now, for example, one of the ones that I know, right, that show me and demonstrate to me that these people have an active business, okay, especially an active coaching business, is if I bring up something about them being on the phone all the time and then not closing people, right? Because that obviously means that they have an active business and they are closing some people because obviously that's why they keep doing it, but they're getting on the phone and they're not closing to the level that they would want to, right? So that's something that only happens to people that are already active and doing the business, right? If I pick a problem where it's like, hey, you don't have your offer properly defined yet, right? Everybody has that problem, right? Because if you really think about it, the newbies show up and they don't have an offer either. So if I put out something to help them out with their offer, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get a bunch of newbies to come in and then my material won't resonate with them because that's not the level they're at, okay? But if I'm looking for players with money, if I'm looking for serious people that can push their game to that next level, I have to consider that I'm going for them specifically, that I'm going for these players specifically. And it comes down to really looking for particular scenarios that they can identify with that people that have not had that level of success cannot identify with. And I mean, just think about it. For example, talking about sales becoming stagnant, right? Talking about sales uh, plummeting after a while. Now, plummeting means that sales were good, something happened, changed the landscape of your market, and now it's not doing as good as it was. So that's another one of these examples that, as you can tell, shows you right away why focusing on working with people with money is really where you want to take your game. You don't want to be stuck in a game where you're constantly getting a bunch of leads that don't have any funds or don't have what you're looking for. You want to look for people that have the problem that you talk about, at least at a higher frequency, right? You can't make it something that's 100% certain. But if someone comes to you and you're talking about plummeting sales, right? Something happened in your market that shifted. And then you went from being the top dog to being just another one of a bunch, right? Well, by virtue of that person having been a top dog, you know that they might have more funding, right? That they already have some success. And because they've already tasted success, they believe in themselves way more than other people would. But the whole point of this is to genuinely find the people that you're looking for. And again, the beauty of this method and the beauty of doing this kind of stuff is that when you put those tasty bait out there, right, to get people to eat it, to get people to consume it, to get people to want to do business with you, right, you're only focusing on the things that affect mostly your audience exclusively. At least at the public level, right, you can go broad when it comes to the, like, when it comes to the private level, which means, let's say that you're putting stuff out there for people, right, 
And is this stuff that you're putting for people that, let's say you're thinking of having a Facebook group or some sort of community website or whatever you want to talk about, right? Or even your newsletter. But the thing to bring people into the newsletter is not the generic thing. You can talk about the generic thing once they're inside the newsletter because you use a non-generic thing to bring them in. Does that make sense? I hope it does. This, is, this should be blowing your mind right now. Because instead of trying to go with a wide net at the entrance point, what you do is you make the net, the entrance point, very specific. So it's only for people with a certain thing. And then behind that entrance point, you can do whatever you want. You can talk about all the generic stuff you want already. Right? Because they have those problems too. It's just that you cannot identify them with those problems. That's where the difference comes in. And that's what it's all about when it comes to finding those clients, those players with money. And here's the deal, right? If you're struggling to get those clients with money, if you're struggling to get those players with money to work with you, right, to figure out where they are and do all that, I've come up with an extremely powerful way to identify them, to reach out to them, to attract them to you, and then to convert them, okay? And it's over at juanmeeting.com. Head on over there. There's a little form. You can fill it out. After you fill it out, I'm going to look it over and we're going to make sure that we get on a call with you to help you out and to figure out what's the best plan for you to move forward, right? And if that becomes something that you're interested in, then we might invite you to become a client. But head on over to juanmeeting.com, J-U-A-N meeting.com. If the page says that I'm no longer taking clients, that's something that usually happens when I get filled up. You can always try it later or you can sign up for the email right then and there and I'll send you a reminder you know, next time I open up some spaces because things are getting booked up real quick right now. But again, if you want help on this and figuring out where to find those clients with money, that people with money that you're looking for, onemeeting.com is a place to be. And the truth is when you get those people, when you focus exclusively and obsessively on those people, it changes every single metric of what you do. Because now you're no longer catering to the wider audience. You're just talking to the people that you're looking for, right? You're becoming a select person when it comes to that. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't talk about the other topics, but those topics you say for when they're inside of your thing. Because to identify them, you need to use that outlier. You need to use that problem that not everybody has. And yes, it may be more expensive. Okay, if you're running ads, it's not really, and this is something I kind of, bludgeon my students with a hammer with all the time because they're looking to get cheap leads right and when you put cheap leads in that's when you start doing stuff like hey here's your free thing to do x just set, you know just come here and then you're looking to get those dollar leads or whatever but it's not about lead quantity it's about lead quality if i gave you a thing that said like hey here's a five-step formula to making a thousand dollars a month online get it for free right and I run that as an ad. First of all, I probably get shut down, at least in Facebook. But if I run it as an ad, I would get a lot of people to click and I would get a lot of people to opt in. Okay? Now, are those the people that have money? Chances are they're not. Right? Some may. I'm not saying that they don't. But I'm going to go play my odds. Right? So I'm going to look for things and markers that imply that this person's already been in business, that this person does this thing full time, and that this person is completely committed to getting this to the next level, right? And that's where I go with like, hey, are you stuck being a one-man coaching crew, right? 
Now you have more clients that you can handle, and now you found yourself within, with definitely becoming a constraint in your own business, right? What used to power it before now became the constraint. You see? Now I'm talking about something different because I'm talking to someone who has too many clients to handle, right? And I want to cater to that. I want to talk to people that have that, right? You know, this is the, the formula so that you can shave off some time off your daily schedule by, you know, having shorter, you know, calls or whatever the thing may be. But you're talking to someone who's active in the business, who's actually doing the thing, right? You're talking to someone who has a level of success already. You have to imply that they already operate at a level of success. I had a client the other day, and this happened in one of my groups, but I had a client that, you know, I posted something and I asked a question and he wrote back and he talked, he talked about, you know, a $10,000 thing and the $10,000 thing. But this is a million dollar group, right? This is a group where people are thinking about, you know, building business into the millions. But he was thinking in the realm of the five figures instead of the seven figures. Do you see? These people think differently. It's a different kind of fish. So you need to use a different kind of bait to bring them in. And you have to figure out what's important to them. Right? So what is important to them? How do they behave when they already have all the money they want? Or at least 80% of the money they want. What do they do? How do they behave about life? Now, the first thing I'll tell you is that they're way more likely to buy things because they believe in that investor slash gambler mindset. Right? They believe in that. They believe that to be true and they revel in it. They actually believe that the fact that they have that is what makes them successful. So that's super useful. But it really comes down to selecting the right kind of bait to put in front of them. The right kind of issue. Right? It's the idea of making your first million versus making your next million. You see? First million is aimed at people that have never made a million. Next million is aimed at people that already made one. And these are just some examples, guys. I really want you to think about this in a way that allows you to target exclusively the people with money. So again, let's go back to that little exercise I gave you previously in this episode. Okay? You're going to grab a sheet of paper, throw a line down the middle, vertically. Okay? On the left, you're going to write down all the complaints and things they talk about, right? Things that they don't like about the business. Things that they think could improve. And this is where you have to go completely negative. Okay? You want to go into the complainer, into the... This is, these are all the gripes that these people have in the industry. Right? And the first time you do it, don't try to like make it so that you're only listing things that successful people would have. Like just let all of it out, right? Let all of it out. Let it just get out of you. Put all those things in there. There's going to be use for the other ones as well, right? Because what you're finding is only the tip of the spear. You're only finding the thing that you're going to use to locate these people. From then on, all those other complaints, that's all content seeds and things like that that you can work with, okay? But then you're going to ask yourself for each one of those things on the left, you're going to ask yourself, is this a problem that affects mostly my clients or does it affect all of the market the same? That's it, right? Does it affect mostly my clients or the people I'm looking for or does it affect the whole market the same? Because what you're looking for are the ones that affect mostly your clients. Once you figure out what affects mostly your clients, what are the complaints that mostly your clients will have, right? Stuff like, for example, um, I'm getting a bill every month from the processing company 
that's uh, charging me a whole bunch of money, right? Now imagine, all I'm saying is that the credit card processing company sends the bill that they do every month, right? When they take out all their commissions. And it, that day, you sort of see it as this like, what just happened there thing, right? And when you get like 20K, 30K withdrawn from your account in one day, right? That hurts. But just think about it. If someone lives that example, right? And you imagine that the 30% thing is pr probably going to be, sorry, the 30000 uh, dollars that they, ca they take out, that's probably the 3% of the business. That means that their business, right, generated a million dollars. Do you see what I'm saying? At least in revenue. Now, I don't know what the cost may be for, you know, that particular business, but you get where I'm going with it. You want to look for these things, these markers, these clues of it being a predominantly successful person problem. Okay? If other people don't have it, they haven't, you know, kind of met up against it that's not your audience you want to look for the audience with money you will have to get them at that point and you have to get them with something that predominantly affects the players with money right having your credit card processor shut you down mid-launch that only happens to people with money right because these people are the ones that are launching they're the ones that are you see what i'm saying it's a different story than someone that's like hey you know, you want to know how to make your next product launch successful? Now, what you can do is put the money question, right? The money filter at the front. And then you can talk about making your next launch successful once people are inside. But not backwards. Because if you make it backwards, what happens is you have a big entrance point. But then you have to segment again to try to get the people with money. My suggestion is that you always start with the people with money. In any industry that you're in, you start with them because with them you can test faster, you can get results faster, and you get feedback way faster than you would otherwise. And then, because you're working with the A-level players in the field, then when you open up to become mass market, now you already have all these proof elements because now you work with all the players already in the field. And that's it, guys. That's what it comes down to. That's the whole strategy for finding clients and finding players with money. Now, if you're tired of getting on the phone with broke people, broke is a joke, people, and you want to step up your game and put yourself at that next level, quanmeeting.com is the place to be. Why? Because by working with us, we'll figure out exactly how to map out all the plans to attract the right kind of prospect that you can convert easily with no problem and generate the $10,000, $20,000, up to $50,000 extra a month guaranteed that comes just from this. And by the way, when I make those promises, I'm trying to be super conservative because I don't want to give you like higher numbers just to you know, prove anything. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm telling you, you can get 10 to 20K guaranteed, eyes closed, slam dunk, no question. If you use my system. And the people that do consistently get that. And they get it quickly. So again, juanmeeting.com. You're missing out if you don't get there in time. And again, if you find it to be something that says, you know, we're currently not taking any applicants, just fill out the email in there. And that just means that, you know, we're closed for the time being. But maybe in the future, when we open up, I'll let you know about that. So head on over there, juanmeeting.com. So that's it for me today. This is Juan Morales signing out. I'll see you on the next one.